Hi everyone, how's it going? David back here with the Sports Pulse. And today I thought we'd try something a little different. As I've been wanting to do this for a long time now, and I've finally decided to do it. And that's, I wanted to start writing and talking about the world of esports. You know, I'm an avid gamer as well as an avid sports fan, so it's really a, a no-brainer for me to combine the two. Um... And really go out and you know start looking to people to talk to about games and esports and why they decided to game and you know just to get a feel for their story of why they do what they do. And today I was very honored to interview a very prominent member in the Super Mario community and Grand Pooh Bear, and he was very kind enough to take time out of his day and talk with me for a bit. And so I want to provide you guys with the interview that we had. On Wednesday night, I believe it was, and just to see, you know, what what his story was, what you know, what was gaming like for him as a kid, you know, what's gaming like for now as an adult. Why does he speed run? My why Super Mario Brothers stuff like that. So I don't want to give it all away. So I want you guys to listen. I think this is a real treat. Once again, very shout out, huge shout out to Grand Pooh Bear for sitting around, sitting down, and taking the time to do this with me. So without further ado, here's our interview with me and Grand Pooh Bear. Was, was gaming a part of your childhood, like, very early on? Like, for me, it started with, like, five or so-ish. Yeah, well, I, my, I have a sister who's 10 years older than me. Um, so my parents bought her an NES when she was 11 or 12. And so I, I'll, I can always, from the beginning of time, I can always remember having an NES around. And like all the early movies of me, and they're like uh, I don't know they're they're on film, like actual film because mm-hmm. it's the eighties. All the early movies of me are me playing Mario, which is kind of funny now. Uh, my mom actually has dug them out, which is really cool. Um, but uh, yeah, I I was always like a big gamer. My first set of glasses in first grade were actually Nintendo glasses. Oh, I, I had a Mario those. case. Yeah, I had a Mario case. Yeah, the whole the whole thing. Um, gaming's always been uh, Nintendo, I guess specifically. It's always kind of been a huge part of my life. Um, Nintendo and basketball and snowboarding were kind of like the three the three loves of my life. I guess like I those are the things I obsessed over for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because like I do realize now we kind of have like a similar childhood because I have a brother who's eight years older than me. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember how he got his NES. I'm just going to assume it was my mom as well. Um, but, you know, I used to watch him play video games, like, 24-7 back then. And, um, yeah, like I mentioned, uh, he, he, I don't think he was a big Mario fan. I, I know he played it, but he loved Castlevania. And yeah. that game terrified me as a kid. Because I used to be afraid of vampires for whatever reason. <laughs> um, and so, like, that game was both, like, terrifying and inspirational because there were these Belmonts who were trying to kill Dracula, so I always thought that was kind of awesome. Um, yeah. But, like, was there a point where, like, from the NES, I guess we'll stay with NES, like, was it Mario for you? Like, that would be your game of choice that you would play? Um, I mean, I played a ton of different games growing up, um, but I would say, like, the Mario and Zelda series both were, like, constant go-tos of my childhood and they kind of mark like some pivotal moments i would say like especially like when ot came out zelda ot like that would be a really pivotal moment of like my that was like right when i was like 
going through, it sounds weird, but, like, I was, like, going through puberty then, too, and, like, <laughs> and it's, like, uh, it was a huge game with, uh, for me and my brother to play together, um, I, I later got adopted, so I have a brother as well, too, and, uh, but it was, uh, yeah, it was just, I don't, I don't know, like, those, those games were definitely, like, Mario and Zelda, specifically, I would say, were, were always huge, but, I mean, I, I play all sorts of video games, like, I love SimCity, I love... I don't know. I loved every genre. I loved a lot of sports games. I played a lot of sports games, um, especially through college. College, mm-hmm. was, I was really big into deep into sports games. Um, but yeah, I would always say that like Mario and Zelda. Like I, I've never missed a game in that series except mm-hmm. Skyward Sword, which I just quit playing because I disliked it. You know, it's funny. That's the only one. That's yeah, the but... only game in either series that I haven't finished. Yeah, it's funny because like I was watching, I was catching up on GDQ still yesterday, and I was like, I've never played Skyward Sword, so I watched a good chunk of it. And I'm like, I had a Wii, I loved my Wii. I mean, I was one of those people who played it twenty four seven. But like, I just, I never got that game for whatever reason. I love Twilight Princess. Um, yeah. Because I'm a huge Zelda fan as well, and but I don't know what it was. I just, I never purchased Skyward Sword. I've never physically played it either. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. You know, you did mention Ocarina of Time, and I mentioned in my email that for me, like, when Link goes out into Hyrule Field for the first time, like, how how amazing is that scene, right? Um, like, I've yeah. never seen anything before like that. So, like, it, you know, is there a specific gaming moment for you that was like, holy crap, like, I didn't think gaming could do this? Um, uh, well, well, like, holy crap, I could do this? Like, like, I could play games? No, I mean, no, I never had, I mean, like... There's a lot of, like, really cool, like, moments that stick out for me in gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like, one of them, as a really young age, was when I found out about the Master Quest in Zelda 1. Oh, yeah. Um, that was, like, a really cool thing, because that really blew my mind, like, that there was, like, a whole other game inside of this extremely hard game, and now everything's mixed up in different spots and way harder. And um, that was really cool. Uh, the Justin Bailey code was a really cool moment. I was always, I don't know, I was always into, like, those, like, I, I like, this sounds weird, but I was always into, like, uh, the playground stories, you know, mm-hmm. like, you're, some, because some of them were true and some of them weren't, so when they came, when they turned out to be true, those were really pivotal moments for me, because I was like, my god, like, how cool are the people who make this game that they added this thing in that will appeal to, like, point you know, to, like, nobody at all. So, like, there's just, like, me. I'm, like, the only kid. Me and this other kid at school are the only kids who care about this. But how cool is it that this guy made this? And so those were, like, always pivotal moments for me. As, as far as, like, like game or gameplay, um, Resident Evil 2 was, like, the first game where I, where I like, realized what the future of games is going to be like compared to, like, uh, you know, like, your even, like, your story-driven games like Final Fantasy three well i mean six but three mm-hmm. here and um you know like chrono trigger link to the past even because um, like link to the past was so cool when you went to the dark world i thought that was such a cool moment but uh when my first time i played resident evil 2 uh that was like i really realized like games cutscenes and like m- bigger storytelling was going to be pivotal even though like looking back on it it's such a dumb looking story you know it's so <laughs> dumb and silly and primitive but yeah it's been resident evil yeah so. Yeah, oh, I can't wait for the remake. Yeah, it, looks, it does look amazing. Um, I just want to pick it back really quick. Were you not into Sega? Um, no, I, no, so I was, I didn't have a Sega. Oh. 
Um, yeah, the first Sega console I actually owned was the Dreamcast. And, yeah, I, that was also the first console I bought with my own money. Um, and, uh, but the, uh, no, I didn't have a Sega. Um, I um, was a Nintendo kid, and I, w- I actually had a friend. This sounds really bad, like, now, growing up, but, like, I, f- but I had a friend who was, like, I really only hung out with him so I could go play his Sega Genesis and Streets of Rage 2. And, um, and I feel bad saying that now, um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just didn't have one growing up, so. No, that's fair, because we had a friend yeah. that had Mortal Kombat, and if you remember, Mortal Kombat 2 had the most blood between yeah. the two systems for whatever reason, so we'd have that guy, we'd just go to his house and play that game. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that's funny how, like, gaming, like, I guess... Back then with the quote-unquote console wars and different things yeah. that kind of suck you in like that. Um, yeah, it, well, it wasn't even like, I, I just didn't, like, I, I was just in a, you know, my, my, I've never been in, I wasn't in like a well-to-do family ever. We just were, you know, it was one console, like that was my thing. That's, uh, but they were always, my parents always really understood that like the new Nintendo, after the Super Nintendo, like they understood like we, they were going to have to get another one later on. So <laughs> that, that was, that was the one cool thing. I, I got to give them. Uh, a lot of credit, both my real ones and my adopted ones for uh, for everything that they did for me, Nintendo wise. Like they they always made sure I had a Nintendo. So yeah, it, yeah. Something I always wondered about your Twitch streaming is that when someone subscribes to your channel, you have like a number of Zelda animations that play. Mm-hmm. Um, like, is any of that attributed to your parents or just your Nintendo fondness for that no, series? No, I just. I'm just a huge fan of Nintendo, and it's also like him pulling the name out of uh, chest is cool. You know the way the way they animate is really cool. Yeah. Um, no, I'm just just a huge fan. No. Gotcha. No. I don't have any subtle subtle hints to my family now. <laughs> <laughs> I try to dig. I try to dig. Yeah. Um. All right. I want to move on to the next section here. Um. So tell me your introduction to speed running. Uh. Sorry, you cut out right there. Oh, I'm sorry. I said, uh, my question was, um, moving along, tell me your introduction into the world of speed running. Um, well, I, I started streaming five years, uh, more than five years ago now, I think. Um, no, five years ago, I guess 2013. And, um, uh, Games Done Quick came on, like, it was one of the first, like, big events that mm-hmm. I watched when I first found Twitch. And, um, so I I kind of like learned about speedrunning like right away when I first got into Twitch and uh, I was really enamored by it because these were all these games that I had played as a kid and these guys are just like so good at them tearing through them just like doing all these glitches and things that I just didn't even know were possible and my mind was blown yeah. and um, I I just you know I thought like I don't have the skill to do that at all and uh, this guy named Dram did a run. Uh, called Kaizo One, mm-hmm. and after I saw his run, him do that run there, which I knew that was, like, such a notoriously hard game, like, I didn't even know people would play that in one sitting, like, I thought it was just, like, impossible to do, I thought to myself, like, well, if he can do that, like, I can get good at my favorite game of all time, like, I could be okay, and that's Mario 3, and my whole goal was to be not last on the leaderboard, because there were 16 names in the 100% leaderboard, and my goal was to be not last. I wanted to take over the number 16 spot, push that guy down to number 17. 
and that was my whole goal at first and so like I just like shifted like I was a pretty much a like exclusive like shooter game not shooter game but like survival game like DayZ and Ark and mm-hmm. um you know games like that I was kind of like that streamer at the time and um I just was like you know what I I want to get I would switch games so often you don't really get good at them I have to practice a lot and I just kind of decided like you know what I watched this guy do this. I can do this. I can just get good enough to be not last on the leaderboard. And I got hooked. And that was that. Like, I got hooked. I, I got a lot better than not last eventually, you know? So. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Did you think yeah. you would be constantly doing that? Or maybe, like, when you first started running Mario 3, like, all right, well, I'm just going to get to 16. Yeah, no, I thought it was... Yeah, I thought I was going to be something, like, when I, I wasn't, like, playing, I wasn't, like, shifting, like, the focus of my stream, it just kind of, like, I fell in love with speedrunning. It's it's very addicting, and it's very um, rewarding. <laughs> you, you're you also playing against yourself, too, which is a little bit, um, I don't know, it's it's easier, I mean, not easier, but it's, it's, I don't know, it's just like, it's, you're challenging yourself, and that's kind of a really fun goal to do, you know what I mean? I don't have to be compared to anyone else, because my personal best is my personal best, personal, that's as good as I've ever done, you know what I mean? That's as good as I can currently do. So, um, I don't know, it's, I don't know, it just, I, it just, I, something clicked for me with speedrunning, and, um, I just kind of fell in love and wanted to do it. I think the community is a huge part of it, too. Everyone's so, like, supportive it's very different you know um you don't have to everyone's willing to help you in any game or coach you i guess you know whatever you want to call it yeah nice yeah yeah um i guess my next question is i I know super mario world is very popular to kind of speed run or Mm -hmm. you know i think we take that game for granted a lot of tricks we can do now came from mario world um Mm -hmm. Why did you choose Mario Three as your as one of your premier games? To um, it's my favorite game of all time. Then that that's why I picked it. I when when I was gonna decide to speed, and I was like, well, what game should I do? And I was I just picked my favorite game of all time, and that was Mario Three. Yeah. So yeah. Nice. Have you ever yeah. thought about maybe like taking on some of the more mainstream games like Mario Sixty Four or Sunshine? Uh, well, three D games are harder. I yeah. like for me they're harder. Yeah, like moving in. I don't know. They're they're definitely different. They're a lot more minute movements, whereas two D games are a lot more um, kind of uh, to me like two D games are a lot more like of just like pure optimization and like perfectness. Where I don't know they're 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 a little bit different to me. I don't. I, I think three D is definitely harder to me. Like personally, I think there's more to learn and there's more to optimize. Um, but I think 2D, because of that, becomes maybe like a bit more competitive mm-hmm. and, um, I don't know, fun to learn with people. I don't know. I, I, don't really, I don't really have a reason why I haven't done 3D other than, like, I'm, I feel like I'm, maybe I'm just bad at it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They just don't, they don't click for me the way that the 2D games do, for whatever reason, the Mario right. games. That's fair, yeah. Yeah. I think your Odyssey run is a little over now. I love 3D games. Like, I love, like, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm obsessed with Fortnite and, I'll, you know, like... <laughs> Uh, you know, any, any, like, all the big 3D, like, any big game comes out, I really want to play it, you know, I, like, I'm so pumped for Last of Us and Spider-Man this year, but, I don't know, like, I just, for whatever reason, I speedrunning them isn't the same thrill for me, yeah. Gotcha. 
So, is there, I mean, I, I know I've seen you play Fortnite, but I don't, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, is there, like, do you ever think about maybe just streaming, like, games you're not speedrunning or non-Mario, you know, Mario Maker, Mario 3, whatever, games for your I mean, I, I don't, never exclusively, because mm-hmm. speedrunning is something that I love, and love doing, and I, I really love the community. The community's given me a lot, and I think I have kind of, right now I have, I'm in a position where I could probably give back to the community in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, and I want to, I don't want to get big and then not do that, you know? Um, so I, I think I'm in a, a good position to, to do more um, within speedrunning as well. So I don't think it'll ever be an exclusive thing, but I think everyone would always love the option to just play any game they want at any given time of day, for sure. I love Fortnite. Like, I'm really, really, I'm really, really obsessed with Fortnite, and I really need to, like, to get good at it, I really need to spend some time streaming it, like, you know, because, like, then I can play six, seven hours straight, you know, and and, so that's something I want to do eventually, but, um, you know, another game will come along soon that I'll also be obsessed with and want to get good at that, too, so (laughs) I'm sure, yeah, it'll happen. Yeah. I also have more. I have goals. Like I, I just there's some things that I can't leave unfinished in speedrunning for me. I'll just I'll always think what if. Oh well, that's a good segue. Uh, yeah. What goal? What current goal do you have for something uh, you to do? Currently, I want to do Super Dram World One Deathless. Um, <laughs> I have I have all the records in all the Dram World games, but no, they've never been done Deathless. So I want to do that one Deathless. Um, that's something I'm really. I think I can do, and, and hopefully in the next month even, I want to get it done. Um, but that's my immediate goal. Um, like, long term, I want to find a new ROM hack, uh, something really cool and flashy that I could show at another marathon, preferably a game done quick, to, uh, you know, to raise a lot of money for charity because those games are fun and um, people like doing that. Um, and I have... Uh, I mean, I guess I have some other goals, like, professionally, like, non-stream-wise, and non, um, but, like, those would, I don't really want to talk about those, I guess, but oh, I, have, I have projects in the works related to speedrunning that I want to accomplish as well, yeah. Nice, yeah. Yeah. Um, I know you talked about it briefly, but moving on to games done quick, like, what, for someone who's never, like, submitted a game they want to run like what is that process like you know pitching to gdq like hey i want to run x game you know how do we make that happen okay so submissions are open for a week basically um and this is how it is for most every marathon um they open submissions for uh for a marathon you can submit your game and your estimate and um a lot of times uh you know, multiple people will submit a game and they'll group those people up. If their skill level's close, they'll group those people up in a race. Other times, like me and Mitch, we get together and talk about doing a race beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we come together and are like, you know, let's, let's me and you are close in skill level, let's submit this as a race together. Um, and, and there's lots of different ways, or, you know, there's, there's different ways to do it, but usually the community comes together and, and picks, like, what category they want to submit, especially if it's a big community, like, Mario 64 or Mario Sunshine mm-hmm. and what they want to show off um, for that week and uh, yeah you give them an estimate how long you think it will take you and that's usually a for me I, some people take this differently but I always take it as like what's my worst case scenario mm-hmm. 
That's what I do. Most people will, I mean, most people will say that you should do, like, your average run. Um, but I, I like worst-case scenario. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then you just kind of nervously wait it out and hope that your game gets gets in. And GDQ deems it worthy enough, you know? Um, and that's just, that's just kind of how it is. Gotcha. Yeah, it's pretty nerve. It's pretty nerve-wracking process because you have a you have a big gap in wait time, and then like when they release the games list, it's usually like midnight. You know, mm-hmm. so it's it's really really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Can you buy for like I want to do it like during this time of day at all, or is that a no go? What's that? I was asking, is it is it possible to be like I want to run my game like at noon and not like at four a.m. or something? Like no, I mean that kind of leeway at all. Or? No, you, I, I mean, maybe for some people, I mean, I'm sure, and if you have an issue, like, if you're not going to be able to be there a certain day, I'm just, they'll work around you, but I, I've never heard of anyone, like, requesting a time slot for their game, and, like, I personally would never do that, I think GDQ knows when certain games will work at certain times, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I think they're, I trust them with that, you know, I, I think, a lot of the bad games, like the silly games especially, work really great late at night. Those are great really late at night. And I also understand why they want to put like your Marios and your Zeldas and your Sonics and games like that in more of a primetime slot as well to get to, to bring people in. Um, so I, I, I don't I've never heard of that, but I mean I, I know there are certain things where like a runner gets sick and they have to reschedule for later in the week or things like that. I've seen that happen, but nothing we're I, I t- um, one thing about games done quick is or the speedrunning community and I really believe this is that like if your game's in and it's a two minute game I feel like it's just as important as a five hour long RPG that's closing the show sure. and I, I I don't think the work that just because your game's really short like getting over it is a two and a half minute speedrun but I don't think that those that that player didn't put in as much work as, like, I have in Mario 3. I'm sure he's put in just as much work between submission time and, and that event as I did, you know? Um, so I, I, I think we're all kind of, like, equal in that. We're all there for one goal, and that's the, the charity more than, like, right. showing, our, showing ourselves off is second. I think the charity and the community is first, for sure. Right, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because um, yeah, I was there two years ago when Sunshine... Yeah, Sunshine opened up. The Sunshine Race? Mm, uh, no, it was just the solo. I think it was. Okay. It wasn't a hundred percent. It might have been eighty percent. Um, no, it, that was just a game that opened up that summer two years ago. What are? Or oh, Bouncy Boys Run. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And yeah, no, Boys I run, yeah. I remember like the crowd was amazing, and like the energy was amazing because like I love watching video games. And I know a lot of people do. So like this event's really good for that, and of course there's the charity aspect to it as well. But, you know, what's it like being the runner on that couch? Like, it, it, I think I think I heard you mention it's kind of like a wrestling event. Or at least the crowd's like a wrestling crowd. Yeah. They get really into it. I mean, yeah. So, yeah, what's that like? Well, it, it, you know, it, I, I actually, I think streaming and wrestling have a lot in common, which is kind of funny. Um, but it, it, it's, it's. Yeah, it's exciting. Like you have a lot of adrenaline being up there, but it's, it's and it's also very different because, um, like, so when I play at home, like I play in the same three by three corner essentially mm-hmm. of my house in the same chair on the same TV, you know, the same feet away. Well, at an event, you're playing. All this is different, and that's really strange when you're essentially like doing a choreographed dance, you know. 
Um, so that part's different. So you got to get comfortable, but then you have a crowd behind you, a, a giant crowd. Like, this year, you can fit, like, 1,000-plus people in that room. And they get, yeah, they get loud. They get really, really loud, and um, it's fun. It's really high. It just, it just makes your heart pump. It makes your heart pump. It makes your adrenaline go. And um, I mean, I, I don't, I, I haven't really done anything in front of a live audience as big as that. Um, but it's, it's awesome. It's yeah. like I don't know. It's just, it's the best feeling. Like I, I totally feed off the crowd there, and, and it's cool because you get instant feedback. And that's something you usually don't get on Twitch is instant feedback. You get instant real feedback when you're mm-hmm. when you're live with people and yeah. That's just great. Yeah, nice. I mean, I don't wanna break it down, but like, you know, like how scary can that be? Because like you mentioned, you know, you're if you're streaming let's say every day, you're in the same spot and whatnot. But, you know, once you finally get to this big crowd and and I know I don't speed run, but I, you know I've seen enough games where anything and everything can go wrong <laughs> in a run. Like you know, is what do I want to say here? I, I guess what I want to say is like, is you know, how hard is it to keep your cool if you're someone who is a little bit pressured by the bigger size or the yeah. live interactions? Well, I mean, it's it is hard to. I mean, it's. I think everyone has. Uh, has a different way of doing it. I can tell you right now, I'm less nervous now in my, you know, having seven runs behind me than I was my first, my first run, I was terrified uh, to, to go up there and do it. And I also think it's like, it's also, it's our Super Bowl. It's speedrunning Super Bowl, you know what I mean? And for a lot of us, we'll only get one chance to ever go up there and, and do that stage. So there, there is, there is nerves involved for sure. Um, I think everyone's got a different way of dealing with it, you know. Um, for me, I I take a I, I don't know I take a picture of the crowd before every um, event. I have them all put their hands in the air, and they're really cool for me. I actually have like a, like they're all lined up on my phone. <laughs> really fun, like so I can see the. I don't know. It's it's. I think everyone's different. It, there's no real way to like get rid of the nerves. I guess like they're gonna be there. I think it's just it's it's like if it's like. You know, it's like playing in the NBA Finals. Like you can be prepared as you can be as prepared as you can be, but you're still gonna have some nerves, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Or you get swept by Golden State. Um, yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's what happens. I mean, tell you right now, like that's when that's the bad run. You know, that's when you stomp your opponent's console twice on accident. And, you know, that's your. That's what happens, and that can happen. Like you, you, like you can't have bad runs. Bad runs happen, um, but bad runs happen in speedrunning. I think the thing that I think the thing that you have to remember is that this, like, everyone gets it because we're all speedrunners there. And just because, like, what do I want to say? A few, just because there are a few douchebags on the internet are pretty vocal. Like, you don't have to worry about it because everybody at the event, everyone that's participating in the event, like, we all have throwaway bad runs. And the chances are is that some of them are going to happen at this event. You know what I mean? It's just going to happen. So it's like, you just got to, I don't know. You also gotta roll with it too. Like if you if you mess up, you gotta lean into it. Just have fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Like that. It is. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Uh, like how hyped were you when your team won the Super Mario Maker race and that crowd oh. started going off with the yes chance? Oh yeah, I was. I was. Ins- <laughs> I mean, that was an insanely cool. That was an insanely cool moment for me, for a lot of reasons. You know, like to get. I, I felt like Daniel Bryan there for a bit. No, I mean it was it was just a cool, cool moment. Um, 
I, I really love the team events. I've been lucky to be a part of three team events at GDQ, <laughs> and um, they're always way more fun for me, uh, in my opinion, because you have the your teammates to feed off of, and you're you're strategizing during the during the event during the race. And I don't know what it is, but having that team around you makes the um, the adrenaline, and the excitement. I don't know. It just it pumps you up even more. Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't if I won the SMB three race, I wouldn't pop off like I did with the Mario Maker race for sure. Mm-hmm. And that's because I have the team around me to to like feed off of. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I don't want to beat around the elephant any longer than I have to. Um. Yeah. So obviously your race with with Mitch was going really well uh, for both oh, of yeah. you. You both were having an amazing race. Yeah. And then the foot stomp happened, and I know that was completely accidental. But you know, walk me through that moment. Of what happened right there? Um, I mean, they. I, I just I uh, I got hit. I was having a really good. I was running a pretty flawless run, honestly, up to that point, and I lost my fire. And I kind of got excited. And I mean, they, like I said, the adrenaline's flowing through you. And I just I kind of like not. I mean, like I stomped the stage. Like I just like kind of like pushed my foot down. You mm-hmm. know. And I do that all the time at home. It's not like, you, you know, it's not something I really even think about. It's just like a reaction. And the stage, I guess, vibrated and shook his console. I mean, my console was like probably like six inches from my feet and didn't go off. Yeah. His console was like, you know, six feet from me. And yeah. it just shut down. And then the next time it happened, I, dro- I had dropped my controller. Like, because like, I lost. I lost the race. I knew I was going to lose the race. So I dropped my controller, and it did it again, and it was just, yeah. Yeah, that's great. I mean, are, I know, obviously, wireless controllers don't have that problem, but, like, are the NES and SNES, like, are they that close to the couch, or? Um, wait, are they, no, I mean, they're, like, they're on the, they were on the ground, like, you know, they're on the ground kind of, like, close enough to where you can reach them in case you need to hit reset for whatever reason. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, which, in this case, we ended up having to do that, but right. if they were on the table, I mean, we could, I don't think, I think this will probably be the last time they do that, because it happened, it happened more than once, you know, and that's, and that's not, like, GDQ's fault, necessarily, they've been doing that for a long time. Right, It's yeah. just, we're to the point where NESs are legitimately just kind of getting older, and we need to, you know, NESs, we need to, like, be able to fix them and better ways you know what i mean we need to be restoring more and more nes's now and that's right. that's something that is yeah we're gonna have to do that and crts is our our two <clears throat> biggest my two biggest worries in mm-hmm. speedrunning right now yeah something yeah. i've always wondered and i guess you can talk about it because you would know the difference but like could you just use like a wii u or a wii and use the virtual console like obviously you okay have a so controller but well the virtual console is an emulator mm-hmm. um it's not original hardware and anytime you run on something original hardware there's gonna, or not on original hardware there's going to be variances uh, sometimes they're very minute uh, but for instance like the Wii or Wii U Mario 3 virtual console runs at 59.2 frames a second whereas yeah whereas the NES game runs at 60.08 mm-hmm. I believe or maybe that's Mario World that runs at 60.08 don't, don't quote me on that without <laughs> fact checking that one yeah. um, but either way even if you know those .08 frames Add up, you know, over 
Yeah, over like 10 minutes, I think that's like a second and a half, which is a huge thing in our 10-minute category. And then over a 50-minute run, that's a, a lot of time. Um, you know, especially in a game with a lot of auto-scrollers, too. You know, those, you're literally losing time on auto-scrollers for no reason. You're not doing anything wrong. Um, so those are, uh, those are major issues, I guess I would say. But there are, there are some games where they do run on, you know, faster or whatever on virtual console. I think, I think ultimately, though... Like, the holy grail of all of these games will always be doing it on original hardware. Of course, um, yeah. Yeah, the same way you want to, you know, do arcade games on original hardware. I think that'll always be the holy grail, yeah. Yeah. Do you think, I know that's a strong point you just made, but do you think they'll ever just move on to emulation and HDTVs? Um, I... I mean... That's like asking, like, if people that collect records are ever going to move on to MP3s, you know? I, I just don't... I think for some people, like, you know, they are just always going to be purists. I know I am. I don't, I don't personally think I'll ever want to move on to emulation. But that being said, I do think emulation is a very... I think a, a strange fear that the video game industry actually doesn't address is or and uh but there are people working on it out there really diligently like frank cefaldi um but it's the it's video game preservation mm-hmm. um you know if you believe video games are an art form and i truly do, I do. uh there's yeah there's a lot of uh games out there that could be lost especially now in the age of the internet um there's cartridges um prototype cartridges that are hard to find and could be lost um, emulation is a good way to uh, preserve those for future generations to play in an, in an easy way and like in a sort of what do I want to say like library type setting even mm-hmm. um, virtual or virtual library type setting and I, and I think emulation is a crucial part of the future preservation of games in a lot of ways but I, I do always think that original hardware at the end of the day is going to be the, the way you want to compete quote unquote. Yeah, sure. And these things, yeah. 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 Awesome. Um just a couple more I got for you. I just want to go back to gaming really quick. Um Mario ROM hacks. To my knowledge, I think Super Mario Kart Kaizo um is the first one. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Um first ROM hack or first I guess that kind of Mario gameplay. That kind of style yeah, yeah that yeah. kind of style, yeah. Kaizo one would be the one that started it all, yeah. How did you get, I guess, like, how did you get exposed to seeing that kind of stuff? Um, how did I start, how did I see it? Yeah, like, how, like, what, what was your first oh. exposure to it? You, just, like, YouTube videos? Like, I don't know, I, I don't know how, like, just, like, probably started, like, looking at a video of someone cooking food and ended up on Mario <laughs> on YouTube or something, yeah. That was the first time I saw, like, it was, like, it was labeled, like, Asshole Mario. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, so I watched that, and I also watched, um, it was, uh, Item Abuse from Panga, which was, is a task, I didn't know it at the time. Huh. Um, but I was just like, wow, like, how is, how can anyone do all this, you know, I was just, my mind was blown. Yeah. Do you think that yeah. was something you ever could have done when you first saw those videos? No, I, I, <laughs> I didn't think, no, I was, I didn't think that I had the skill level to be where I was at all when I first started 
doing this at all. Like, I, I, I have exceeded every one of my wildest dreams and expectations, and, um, like, as far as what I thought I was capable of, um, and it's just been, I don't know, it's been pushing myself ever since. Mario Maker is really the thing that started getting me into, like, the super-duper hard levels and shit mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, honestly, like, once that came out, I found, someone sent me a Panga level, took me like four and a half hours and that was like the longest Mario level could ever take to, to my mind you know and I was just like give me more like what is it what else has this kid made and I just consumed all of his like anything he would put out I just to, you know do it until I I was waiting on him to put a lot more stuff you know and that's it just became an obsession like these hard levels you know like pushing my skill level like I don't think I like you know going from like I don't think I can do this to like why I was watching it get made to, holy God, I'm I just beat it is I don't know it's such a fun journey and um, yeah I don't know I love it I, I one time I I like midway through Mario Maker like four months after it came out I ended up spending a hundred hours beating the level and like once once I did that I kind of realized that I can beat any Mario level it's just a, how much time am I willing to put into it but any level out there I can beat it's just it's just a matter of like. Is it going to take me one hour or a thousand hours, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's one and, of the reasons yeah. I really like Yeah, once I, once I decided that, though, like, it became a lot easier to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, that's why I, I really enjoy watching play Mario Maker, because, like, I see... I'm not at that level yet. Like, I've started playing Mario ROM packs, and I've gotten some progress down. <laughs> um, but, like, I can see... Like, I don't know if a lot of your viewers or people realize this about you, but, like, I think, like, you can see the wheels turning in your head on how to beat a stage. And I watched, uh, I, I forget what Mario video, whatever, what, whichever one you uploaded today, I, I was watching earlier as I was eating lunch. And, yeah, like, you can just see, like, how you are going to attack a level and you know, what jumps you need to make or what do I need to do to get to do the next part. And so what I'm getting at is, you know, if you had to tell someone, or I don't want to say teach, but if you had to give someone advice, like, on beating these harder stages, like, you know, what would you tell someone? Um, just, I mean, I guess, like, I don't know, there's not really advice other than just, like, play, but you have to, you have to break it down. You can't look at, like, Tricks seem overwhelming, especially in Mario Maker. I think tricks can seem overwhelming because there's a lot going on on the screen. Mm-hmm. But if you really look at what's happening in, at to Mario, he can't. He can only really do you know three things. He can throw a shell, he can grab a shell, or he can jump. Um, so you kind of got to just break it down into what does Mario need to do right now, and and you know like you you'll build consistency and muscle memory mm-hmm. just getting those early tricks down, you know, getting the early moments of a trick or a, a level down, a trick, a level, whatever you want to, whatever you're working on. And, um, that, you know, I don't know, you just, more so than that, just, like, play and don't give up. Like, I think that's the biggest thing is, like, just don't give up. Like, it's not, if a, if a especially, like, Kaizo levels, if they take you two or three hours, that's normal. Like, that's not, that's not means you're doing bad. That's normal. That's exactly how long it should be taking so um, yeah I, I, I don't know I think those are the, the three things like keep it simple and don't quit yeah um, was there a title 
trick that is to give you problems? Uh, mid-air shell jumps are something I will never be great at. I will only ever be uh, bad to adequate at them. I will never. I probably will never get great at them. I don't like practicing them. Like I, it really, really, I, it's things I don't like practicing that I get bad at. Mm-hmm. Something that's kind of simple that I'm pretty bad at is like uh, pow drops. Not a, yeah, pow drops against a wall in Mario Maker. That's something I'm really weirdly bad at, and I should be, but I am. Yeah, yeah. just one of those things. Yeah, um, I've heard you. Or anything going left. Anything that goes left. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard you mention before that there are some subtle changes, or not changes, differences between Mario World and Mario Maker. But as someone, like, if if you don't run or don't play Super Mario World that much, like, is that no longer, I don't want to say intimidating, but, like, it's not as big a problem if you're, like, just playing Mario Maker prominently, like, trying to get better as a Mario player? Sorry, you cut out. Oh. the second part, yeah. Sure, I was just Is saying, it, like, if, yeah, like, does it matter if you're playing casually? Yeah, I would say that, yeah. No, I mean, yes and no. Like, if you're used to the way Mario handles in, like, Mario 3 or Mario World, he handles significantly different in Mario Maker, but it's not, like, it's not something you can't get used to, and I, I feel like Mario Maker, um, you know, if you haven't played Mario in a couple of years, it's not gonna bother you at all. At all. No. Gotcha. Um, all right, I want to just wrap up a few more here. Um, you know, just not gaming per se, but, you know, what what was it like for you when you started streaming? Um, well, when I first started streaming, I was uh, coming off a really bad injury. Um, I was a snowboarder before that, and I got hurt. Um, I was in the hospital for three months. I got out the next winter. I was really bored because everyone I knew was a also a snowboarder and was snowboarding. So I was really, really bored because I was still in recovery. And one of my buddies was like, hey, I'm streaming Halo on Twitch. And I was like, well, what's Twitch? And he's like, hey, you're downloaded on your Xbox. And so I downloaded on my Xbox and I watched him play Halo for a couple hours. And then I watched Magic the Gathering for like six hours. And I realized, yeah, I realized like, I was like, Yo, I could. I'm playing video games all the time anyway. I could also play video games right here, and then at least I have someone to talk to during the day because I was so bored during the day. My wife was working, and I, all my friends were snowboarding. I just had nothing to do, and uh, so that's I, you know, I, was, I just like playing video games, and so I was. That's how it started for me, and um, I originally actually streamed on this other site called Hitbox, which is no longer a thing. Mm-hmm. And moved to Twitch like yeah I never like I never got over like three viewers I moved to Twitch yeah. and streamed every day pretty much every or six days a week like I do now same hours and I never really broke over like ten or twenty viewers for two years two or three years and then Mario Maker came out and it's just been on a constant uphill swing since yeah nice yeah um we're we're. Um, yeah, I was married. I had, yeah, we, I got engaged, and then I got hurt, and then I got married, and then I started streaming. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, how has your wife's support been 
interrupting you. Uh, my wife, my wife's incredible. Um, she, uh, when it wasn't going good, she only really kind of maybe questioned it once in like two and a half years. And I spent a lot of time on it, um, a lot of time, and spent a lot of money. You know, at that time, it was it was an expensive hobby, and um, she only maybe even kind of questioned it maybe one time. And it just, like, not really questions. She's just like, you know, like, are you, how many hours are you going to put into this instead of putting into your, you know, your something else, you know? Mm-hmm. And and not like, she didn't want me to quit. She was just like, you know, how long? A year, two years, three years, five years, and ten years? She's like, I don't care. I just wanted, and, and I, I said, I don't know. And she's like, okay, that's fine. And that was that. She never said anything else about it again. Um, she was amazing. Uh, when it started, when now when it's become big in our life she's been even more amazing because she didn't ask for any of that she didn't ask to be like she didn't ask for random strangers to follow her on social medias or have people come up and talk to her at events you know what I mean she never asked for any of that but she's incredible and nice and smiles and and does everything like super supportive she has taken over a lot of like the business side of it um, for me to help me just kind of play, you know, be able to focus on, like, playing and getting good now that it's become something that can support us both. Um, yeah, she's she's incredible. She's my teammate. She's my number one everything. You know, she's awesome. Um, what's funny is she never, she, like, only watches when I play Fortnite. She doesn't watch speedrunning at all. She doesn't like it. Yeah, she doesn't like it, which is funny. It's really cool, but, it, like, the only time she ever sees my runs is at events, and it's always really fun for me because then she's like, oh, wow, that's really cool. You know, I wouldn't want to watch. She's like, I wouldn't want to watch you do it a hundred fucking thousand times, but, <laughs> uh, but you know, she also has to live with me and sees me all the time, so I don't blame her for that. But, yeah, she's she's amazing, and um, I, she's just awesome and um, the most supportive person in the world, and I, I couldn't uh, have a better partner be more grateful um, for everything she's done for me and to, to make this like you know like go from you know just like a hobby to a dream to a reality type of thing yeah that's, that's really awesome yeah, yeah she's incredible um, I think sometimes the double-edged sword with you know popularity or you know someone who's well known is that it does kind of drink a while you know in this case to your partner mm-hmm. um, but that's great you know that I guess, like, I don't want to say bad, but, you know, like, nothing negative has come out of it for her being next to someone who's in this kind of spotlight. And, you know, like, what do I want to say here? Like, you know, was that ever a concern for you that maybe, you know, me, let's just say rising to fame, you know, would kind of drag her into this? Um, yeah. Yeah, it was, and it's not fair for her. Yeah, it's totally not fair for her because she, she, this isn't her world. Like, you know, it's, it's, she, she plays, she plays video games from time to time, but she's definitely, it's not her world. Um, and that's fine, and that's cool, and, but she, you know, when she makes it her world, because it's my world, and, you know, that's just what we do, and it's kind of, I know it's hard for, too because it's it's a non-stop job it goes on 24 or 7 it's never it never ends you know it's every moment of the day there's something I have to do especially now that I have work world too um there's just there's always stuff to do and um 
so that, I mean, she's just a trooper. But, yeah, I mean, it, it does, it is like a, I think with all good things, there's always unintended consequences, mm-hmm. for sure. And um, I feel like she's had to take the brunt of them more than me. I was, I, 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 I didn't have that as much as she did. She's, she's, she's had to make a much bigger adjustment than I have in the rise of whatever this is. And, I, and, I, and I'm not even, like, I'm not even big. I couldn't even imagine what it is for other other people and their spouses. You know, I've, I've re- my growth has been very steady. It hasn't, like, been like a, you know, a ninja-type growth where it just happens so fast, you know? Um, oh, yeah, I don't think anyone yeah, like, him. You know, Ninja, Ninja was, he, yeah, he was pulling in my viewers a year ago, you know, he was pulling yeah. in 1,500, 2,000 viewers a year ago, and now he pulls in 120. Like, that, his, he has to be, I'm sure, like, they're, you know, they've, they also have an adjustment. I think everyone has an adjustment when you, I mean, it's not, I don't even, I don't even like calling it fame, but just, like, notoriety, or you have someone, you're in some sort of entertainment business, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, especially, I, I think, too, it also, it's also, like, I share. I'm an overshare, and like that's something that you almost have to do. You have to open up. And I, she doesn't like that I talk about our life sometimes. You know, like I'll, I'll say something that probably you probably shouldn't tell two thousand people, but it's like I don't know. You kind of I, I don't think she enjoys all of that part of it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But she's awesome about it at the same time. Like it might not be her favorite part, but she understands that like this is the gig. Yeah. I mean, it looks like you guys had a blast when uh, you were building the Labo. When you oh, we ha- yeah, we have fun, yeah. I wish, yeah, I wish she could, I wish she could stream more with me, but she's also, like, she's not used to the five years of the internet beating up on you yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so her skin isn't as thick, and inevitably the internet is not, I don't know if you know this, but the internet's not nice to... Uh, women or minorities. I don't know if you've heard of that or yeah, seen that. I, ever, I don't but. know if I've I don't know if people are aware of this, yeah. but this has been happening for years, apparently. Um, don't say. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's... Um, I, you do, uh, you gotta have uh, a thicker skin, and I don't... Uh, she doesn't, she doesn't want to grow, and I don't want to force her to, ever. So, uh, she comes on an occasion... But uh, very few and far between. Yeah, and, and, and less now. Less now. She used to come on a lot when it was uh, when I didn't have a lot of viewers. But now that I have a lot, it's definitely less now. Once again, I'd like to thank Grand Pooh Bear for taking his time out to do a Q and A with me. I really enjoyed it. I know he had, felt like he had a great time talking about video games as well in his life. If you're not following the man already, follow him on Twitter, Facebook, and Twitch at Grand Pooh Bear. You can watch him play amazing Super Mario ROM hacks or Super Mario World or whatever it is he does. Uh, if you're not following me on Twitter, follow me at Writing David so we can talk some sports, talk some games, whatever. And of course, follow us at the Sports Post Home for all more sports content updated daily. That's going to do it for this episode, guys. Thanks for everything. Thanks for listening. Have a great night, and we'll see you next week.